Hello, and welcome to Heart of the Matter. I'm your host, Annalisa Bahadur. On this episode, we are going to be looking at how we can set boundaries with the different attachment styles, and we're going to be doing this in a respectful and a kind manner. But first, I want to answer one of the questions that a follower has sent um, through Instagram. The question is, is an avoidant okay with check-ins and good day greetings? The short answer is yes. And really, who doesn't like a nice, thoughtful message, right? But what makes it overwhelming for an avoidant is when it appears that you might be making too much of an effort, which will appear to them as you being insecure or needy or clingy, or if they feel pressure to respond. See, sometimes they're just really busy and they can't respond. And sometimes it's not something that they feel the need to respond to. So if it's like, it sounds like a statement instead of a question, then they probably won't respond to it. So try not to read too much into it. Remember the way that we respond, think, feel, um, and, you know, it's generally all tied into our childhood trauma if we're not healed from an anxious or avoidant attached to a secure. Uh, my advice is this. When you want to check in with your partner, ask yourself, am I feeling like they've pulled away and I'm scared that they're going to leave if I don't let them know that I'm right here for them if they need me? Or do I really just care about checking in with them? And if it's the latter, then yeah, by all means, reach out, say hello, say, I'm just thinking about you. Now, before we get into how to set boundaries with an avoidant attached partner, I want to remind you to hit the subscribe button. You don't want to miss this series. We're talking everything about attachment styles, understanding them, appreciating them, respecting them. Um, and healing from them. So you want to hit that subscribe button. I will encourage you to go back to the latest episodes. Uh, you probably want to get a notepad and a pen so that you could revise every now and again when you feel a little flustered or uncertain. Now, let's talk a little bit about setting boundaries with an avoidant attached partner. It can be a little challenging, but very, very possible. And it's challenging because they do have a tendency to pull away and avoid emotional intimacy as much as possible. But I want to share some tips that might be helpful for the anxious attached partner. And for the avoidant attached partner who's listening to this podcast right now, maybe you will be a little bit more aware of the way you feel that causes you to act in ways that um, make your your partner feel a little uh, uncomfortable and distressed. Not that it's deliberate. We know that it's not deliberate, but awareness is one massive step to healing. So let's get with it. To set boundaries with an avoidant attached partner, you as the anxious attached must know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. You have to be able to identify your own needs and then you have to prioritize those needs. You have to make a decision based on your needs, what behaviors or situations can trigger your anxiety and make you feel uncomfortable and unsafe. And then you've got to be very careful and clear about your own limits and your boundaries. When you're done doing that, 
You've got to be able to communicate absolutely clearly what these boundaries are. But it's also very important that you stay calm. Now, it's important to avoid getting angry and defensive because we know that someone with an avoidant attachment style can easily run away from anything that's uncomfortable. Getting defensive can push your partner away. So instead, consider expressing your concerns and your boundaries in a calm and non-threatening way. You also want to be very specific and concrete. Because uh, avoidant attached partners tend to avoid emotional discussions, it can be a little helpful if we're clear and specific about those boundaries. You want to be certain and careful when expressing what works for you and what doesn't work for you, what you will tolerate and what you cannot tolerate. It's also very important that we respect our partner's needs when we're setting our boundaries. We have to remember that someone with an avoidant attachment style has coping mechanisms like space. They may feel the need to retain their independence. And so they may need some alone time to process their feelings and their thoughts. And so it's important that we keep that in mind while trying to find a balance that works for both people. Now, before I get into how an avoidant attached person can set boundaries with someone who's got an anxious attachment style, again, I want to remind you to hit the subscribe button. And you know what? You could go ahead and share this when you're done. But let's get into how an avoidant attached partner can set boundaries with an anxious attached partner. And this also can be challenging because remember, this is like learning a completely different language. You know, the anxious attached speaks a different language than the avoidant attached. So it's the, the techniques in setting boundaries will be a little different is again, like languages, we have to learn how to communicate them. And first we have, we also have to understand that language. So the first thing you want to do as an avoidant attached partner and person, you want to know what works for you. You've got to spend some time with yourself and figure out what, what are your needs? What are your priorities? And make sure that you're absolutely comfortable with those. And for someone with an avoidant attachment style, I know it's very difficult to say no. It's very difficult to set those boundaries. And it's even more difficult to communicate those boundaries. You probably want to remind yourself as you get into your head and overthink this, that you are safe. You can even let your partner know that this is very difficult for you and ask for some grace, ask for kindness, ask for compassion. It does not make you weak to be vulnerable. There is strength in vulnerability, but we'll keep that for another podcast. Right now, let's get into how you can set those boundaries. You want to communicate clearly. It is important to be absolutely honest and you can do this while remaining compassionate 
and thoughtful about your partner's needs. It is very important that we don't blame our anxious attached partners because this can make them feel rejected, uh, unheard, unseen, and just not comfortable at all. It's most important that when you're setting these boundaries, you are clear as to your need for space, your need for being independent, your need for time to regroup, reset, and come back to the table. And you can even remind them that you are there, that you do love them. It's just your process and you need that to be respected. You also want to have a very clear plan. You want to be certain about what behaviors you're going to allow and what you're not going to tolerate at all. And this is going to help you to feel in control of your emotions and your personal space. Consistency is incredibly important. You want to set those boundaries. You want to be clear about them, but you've got to be unwavering. You have to establish these boundaries. The moment that it's broken, it confuses the person with the anxious attachment style. And consistency is incredibly important for building trust with someone who's got an anxious attachment style. It's very important for them because it helps them to feel safe and secure. They know what's going to happen. They know what's going to come. And in knowing or having an idea of what is in the future, they feel safe. So stay consistent and they'll relax. Now, I also want to share a little bit about the secure attachment style and how they go about setting boundaries. And I'm doing this because if we can mirror the secure attachment style patterns and behaviors, it's going to help transition us from being an avoidant or an anxious attached into a secure attached a little easier. Um, mirroring is one way of rewiring the brain. Secure partners know what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And the way they know that is they spend a lot of time by themselves checking in with their feelings, what makes them comfortable and what does not make them comfortable. So this self-awareness really helps them to identify what works for them, what doesn't, and they're able to set boundaries. A secure attached partner will understand that the anxious attached partner needs more reassurance and they need to feel emotionally connected. So they're going to do the check-ins every now and again. They also know that an avoidant attached partner needs space and independence. So what a secure attached person will do is get about their lives and they will check in with their avoidant attached partner, but not very often. They'll leave it up to their attached partner to feel in control and independent and give them the the space they need. So whenever they want to reach out, it's perfectly fine. A secure attached partner also has an open mind and they have more understanding and appreciation for the struggles that their partners might be going through. They also use very clear language to communicate what they're feeling. So there's no mixed signals or hidden meanings in what they say. They don't do passive aggressive. And when they're talking, they generally use a lot of I statements. You see, when you say you, your partner can start to feel defensive because that word you comes in as an attack. 
secure partners are also very considerate of their partner's concerns. So they have no qualms about sitting there, listening, empathizing, supporting, inspiring, and smoothing out any ruffles that might be there that makes their partner uncomfortable. Now, I hope this was helpful. And if it was, I would ask you to share it with your friends or anyone who may need this information to help them heal themselves and heal their relationships or be better in the next relationship. I also want to tell you that I have a subscription on Instagram and we are talking about how to build or recreate intimacy with the attachment styles. And that's only in the subscription section. It's nowhere else on the internet. So if you're interested in that, I would ask you to head over and subscribe across there. I'm also on TikTok, YouTube, and you can find me at AnnaliseBahadur.com. There is stuff there on the blog if you're interested in reading. Until next time, I'm your host, Annalisa Bahadur. Thank you so much for your support of my work. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and subscribing to my content.